Hello there, and welcome to our podcast, Conversations in Noosa. My name is John Caruso. It's not every day that you get to sit down and have a conversation with the general manager of one of Noosa's top restaurants. In this podcast, I speak with David Joy from Ricky's River Bar and Restaurant. We cover David's hospitality journey from France to England and here in Australia. What's the secret to managing creative staff like chefs? What influences are uniquely David's on the way Ricky's is run? We talk business plan, challenges, and the role technology plays in hospitality these days. I hope you enjoy the podcast recorded on location in Ricky's overlooking the gorgeous Noosa River. So I'm from um, a city called Nantes, uh, which is located just south of Brittany. Um, so yeah, that's where I grew up for 18 years, and then just before to, to move on from there. So after my study, basically in hospitality, I did um, my apprenticeship back in France. Then after I did uh, wine university, and I just wanted to broaden my experience and knowledge, basically. Um, so I moved, as many young people do, moved to London. Uh, where I worked for five years um, before to come to Australia. But uh, what era are we talking about? The early noughties or the late 90s? When are, when are we talking, David? Yes, so I moved in Australia in 2006. So that would be around yeah, 2001 when I moved to, um, to London. So yeah, that was a big move when I was 18, um, I guess. Uh, seems to be quite a few years ago now, but yeah, great memories out there. Do you, do you miss France? Um, I guess been been away for such a long time. Um, I don't miss France as such. Um, I miss obviously my family um, and you know my, my my friends, which I had you know all of my younger age and all of the the relationship and friendship I've made um, in London as well, which were very strong at the time. So I miss this aspect. But I guess my life is here now in Australia. Um, you know, my wife and I um, been here since 2006. So, you know, we've got time to, to create our own family here in Australia mm. now. You'd come a, a lot of, across a lot of people in the hospitality industry, maybe young chefs and cooks and waiters and whatever, who would talk to you and they'd say, uh, it's always that grass is greener attitude. Uh, they go, oh, I want to leave Australia. I'd love to see France. I want to go live in Italy and all this kind of stuff. But the weird thing is that, well, I find out for me when I travel to Italy, and meet people over there and they say, where are you from? They say Australia and they say, oh, it's a, such a beautiful country. Everybody wants to leave Italy and come here. And then Australians have that romantic notion of traveling to Italy and France. And what, would you, what do you say to young guys that you work with that say, oh, I'd love to go and, you know, go to France and, and live there and backpack around? Yeah, I guess for me, moving out of, you know, my home and, and moving away from my parents um, was very hard, but also a great learning curve. Um, I think he brought, you know, um, he opened my eyes on what was out of France. Obviously, France is a beautiful country. Um, the food and wine scene is, is amazing. Um, London was the best apprenticeship I could ever had in, in food and wine. I was very lucky to, to be part of some very successful and prestigious restaurants, which obviously allowed me to you know, be in touch with some great chef and, and try some good wine. So, you know, anyone who's the younger, you know, I guess Australian um, team member than I have now, I, I really encourage them to to go and try, um, to go and you know, and learn and, you know, and 
and give it a crack, I guess, you know, and so many Australians live in London, you know, go and travel in France and in Europe. Um, but I think Australia, Australia is pretty special place to be so you know I encourage them to go and learn and and grow their their vision and experience but I think it's good to come back to Australia yeah Ricky's is probably one of the top five you know restaurants if not higher in top three restaurants here in in Noosa and I always like to to find out what unique mark or procedure or policy when you walk through the door for the Ogilvy group and started working for Ricky's what what's what's distinctly yours david about this operation i think you know where i stand is you know it's pretty simple but i'm really you know i think it's all about hospitality and it's all about the guest and you know it's not about our knowledge or our skills or you know what what we've done in the past or you know where we come from is how can we look after people how can we look after our guests and and make sure they keep coming back um you know for for any experience for any time of the day for any time of the year um how can we make their stay special here at Ricky's? doesn't matter if you know people are locals or tourists or you know whoever it is is we just want to make sure that as soon as you pick up the phone call someone at Ricky's or walked into the restaurant or walk into the bar there is this personal connection and that connection then create memories and then you want to come back and you know I don't want to be the best restaurant but I want to be his my guest favorite restaurant mm. because once you get this connection and this favorite you know, into their art, then they're going to keep coming back for us. Is that one of the things you learned from working in, in restaurants in London and that, that the secret was, was about the consumers and the customers? And I guess it's more with maturity that, you know, and, and broadening my skills um, where I learned that. London was very different at the time. Um, London was very old school at the time I was there was really army like style um, you know the first three months I worked in London I was not even able allowed to talk to guests um, you know my job was only to go and pick up the wine from the cellar and go and change the glassware on the table the brief was very clear do not talk to people um, it's only after three months where I started to get a bit more involved on the floor and, and do things. So I think I learned the basics. I learned about knowledge. I learned about, you know, the you know, proper way of doing service. But I think the personality touch and the way to engage is something which I grow in Australia. And I think that's what the difference is within the Australian art of you know the service is also can you blend your personality a little bit more my background in france and in london was very you know a little bit sterile at the table because it was very you couldn't make a mistake mm. it was those two to three michelin star restaurants yeah. when it had to be that way and you know we're talking no, 15 you know you think between 15 mm. and 20 years ago so 
things have changed a lot and I'm sure the restaurant in France has involved a lot as well since then but at my time in those restaurants it was very strict and yeah. you had to follow the rules. I'm surprised to hear that from a from a French restaurant whereas I think the Italian approach in restaurants is a bit more casual as well yeah and a bit more fun and a bit more having fun with the the diners yeah it is. I think it's just you know it's just the style of restaurant it was at the time yeah. um, you know the chef was yelling at the back, it was very strict, you know, it was every single plate was 15 minutes on a dot for the entree, 20 minutes on a dot for the main course. It was had to be at that time. The section was ready before service. You had to cross your arms and wait for your guests in your section at the what space, mm. pull the chair at the right time, five <laughs> waiters for five people, pulling yeah. the chair at the same time, push it back. And that was this army style was very disciplined very disciplined very very disciplined i think that was a great learning curve and i've got some of that to stick to me and you know and i think that's what i I like to do within the restaurant to make sure it present well it's you know it's welcoming and it's always showing and shining and that's you know stick to me but and I enjoy being a bit more relaxed and yeah. engaging with the guests a bit more and, and try to dip in a little bit more on how can I make the experience more personable and friendlier and more relaxed. I've uh, had the chance over the last 30 years working in radio to work with very creative people. Creative people can sometimes be, uh, uh, because they're creative people, they're difficult to manage or, or, uh, or to, to run and organise. And what I've learned over the last couple of years, dealing more and more with the magazine and restaurants, that chefs can be very uh, uh, creative and have a mind of their own. Is that part of your job description as well in terms of leading the team and managing a, say, a, a chef, a creative chef who's got you know, crazy ideas and kind of managing those ideas and things like that? Yeah, I think creation, you know, bring personality um, and bring ego, I guess, to a degree. Um, And I think it is part of the creation. You know, you need to really believe in what you're doing and, um, you know, be confident about it because it's your DNA, I guess. Uh, I think where we are here now, it's, you know, there is no ego, I guess, in Ricky's and Woodfire Grill. We're not, you know, um, working with Josh is is a great working relationship is is a true example of you can do it well but you know he doesn't have to be all about himself um, we really want to make ricky's shine as a business um, it's not about david it's not about josh it's how can we create a team together who truly believe in what we want to achieve um, how can we work together to really deliver what the guests want from ricky's without you know putting pressure and expectation on you know we need to be the best of something but you know having true simple fresh cooking delivered you know nicely and you know with the service which is yes our staff is knowledgeable yes they've got you know the training but how can we be more you know first of all relaxed and approachable and engaging and make their self feel good so yes you know dealing with personality is um, is part of a challenge and part of the fun um, but I guess it's all you know once you've got your business plan established then you work towards a business plan and everyone needs to be part of the team to achieve this business plan and that's what's working very well for us at the moment at Ricky's and Woodfire Green. Irrespective of what kind of business you run you need to after a long period of time because Ricky's has been around for a long time how long? 
Uh, we, the Ogilvy Group, own the restaurant now for 12 years. Right. What do you do or how do you execute it in, in terms of keeping it fresh or having a new approach to different things? Uh, is that part of the strategy? To, to And I know you, know, you change menu and, and things like that, but what other ingredients are part of that, keeping it fresh, keeping it new and surprising guests? Yeah, that's, you know, Hospitality, it's a very challenging business. You know, you always need to challenge the statu quo. You can't just, you know, assume that you're going to be busy tomorrow. You can't assume that your restaurant is going to be as successful uh, next year than it is this year. So you really need to always be on top of your game. Um, I guess, you know, the restaurant has been owned by the Ogilvy Group since 12 years, but that's a business who's been running for over 20 years as well. Under used to be Ricky Ricardo before. Ricky's now since 12 years. I've been here since four years. Um, yeah, four years. So, you know, I have challenged a lot at the start, obviously, because I wanted to establish, okay, you know, who we are, what we're doing. I've made some change, some tweaks, some refreshment. And then now that, you know, over the last few years, I, you know, we, we're very happy with where we're sitting, but we're just not stopping anymore. You know, we just keep evolving, keep, you know, looking at what technology can we bring to, you know, better be ourselves. Well, what know? does that mean Techno- when you're talking about technology in the hospitality? Business? I think, you know, it's technology. It's a very important, you know, part of our world, not only just, you know, part of the guest experience when they're here to eat, but, you know, in the back office, you know, how can we make the HR area better? How can we make the social media better? How can we make the interaction on the phone better? How can we make, you know, this website works better for our guests, make it easier for them to navigate, you know, what can we do better within our point of sale system with, you know, our everything we touch, you know, the guest experience now is not limited anymore as, you know, when they come to the door until they leave. It's pretty much, you know, by the time, even before they think of making a booking, you know, that has already been touched by Instagram or Facebook or by a newsletter. Then they start to think of Ricky's, oh, maybe I'm going to book. Okay, what did we put in place to make their booking, you know, easier, you know? And then from there, what can we follow up to make sure they've got a great entrance to Ricky's and then a great meal, obviously. And then been farewell properly, but then I saw there is also the follow up, what's next? You know, is there a review on guest center? Is there a review on TripAdvisor? So experience is not limited. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We respond. We do. um, We actually, you know, something which I started only at Ricky's before and with Fire Grill, which I never used to do before, but we started to reply to all positive and negative feedback um, on all major platforms so i do reply to all TripAdvisor, guest center facebook uh, google review every single one of them positive and negative yeah. Yeah. i think it's very important for us to be you know something you know you can ignore it you can you know move it across you know and a lot of people do so but i think it's important to take you know the good and the bad uh, sometimes the bad it's hurts because you know we spend a lot of time within our business and we spend a lot of time caring and trying to to do our best for the business and when sometimes don't you know some guests 
have a bad experience, it does happen, it does hurt because we don't want anyone to live with a bad experience. Mm -hmm. But then that's the one percent, you know, 99 percent yeah. are, are, are great review. Of course, but it's the one bad one that always sticks. Yeah. But you've been you've been in the hospitality game for so long now, where you've seen the advent of social media and everybody's got a voice. Has that become a challenge? for a restaurant turn now where everybody's whether they've had a good or bad experience at a place has, has got this platform now to tell hundreds of other people which can be annoying sometimes if, if, if it's not entirely true about what they're talking about yeah it does I think it's important to stick to the to the game plan and stick to what you believe um, you know uh, uh, it does you know it does hurt in a way because you know um, you always want to please everyone. You always want to do the best as you can at all time. And, and we're all human, you know. Sometimes there is mistakes. And, and I'm the first one to admit that, you know, if we make a mistake, we need to live up to it, learn from it, and move on. Uh, and I guess, you know, everyone is has got the right to, to say what they think. Um, and that's the world we're in as well now, that the platform is here for everyone to do so. And you just need to get on with it, you know, um, for the good or for the bad. And, you know, sometimes I think, you know, you need to stick to the game plan, as I mentioned, and try not to take things too personal as well, you know. Um, like I say, you got the one person who sometimes you can't, you, you, we don't please. But you know, out of the thousand and ten of thousand of people coming through the doors every every year, um, the feedback is amazing, and, and and people love being at Ricky's, being part of the team, being you know at Woodfire Grill. So we're very lucky to to be here at at Ricky's and at the Grill. Social media aside, what other challenges do you face, and how do you deal with them? Like a on a nightly basis, or a weekly basis, or monthly basis? What what are things that kind of come your way, David, that you need to deal with, and and how do you deal with them? I think one of the biggest challenges is just to make sure you 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 retain and create the best team for your guest. You know, I think that's you know always been a challenge in hospitality. Um, is you know, or to you attract the right team and how do you retain your right team is that difficult it's always been difficult with in a touchwood we're in a very good place at the moment we've done a lot of work with our team over the last few years and we've been very lucky to retain the team so a lot of the guys been with me for four years uh, since we started we you know we, we've been able to establish the proper training the proper you know follow-up the right atmosphere within the team um, Ricky's and Woodfire Grill are two very you know busy and challenging businesses and you know you need to be healthy and been able to keep going on and on every day because you know we do a large amount of, 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 of people and guests every day but you know that's that's part of the game but I think you know once you create your team and the right you know platform for them to shine then most of everything comes together you know and I think that's you know my job is obviously to look after the back of house of the restaurant and make sure everything is organized and you know that's those guys don't need to worry about anything you know their whole focus is really the guest when they've got their you know mind free they can just focus on engaging with the guests and making an experience unbelievable and that's what I try to do at the back to make sure you know everything is tight everything is organized everything is in the best condition for them to do their you know job and what they like I want to talk about you and um, uh, I know you what, what what's is it marathons Ironman what, <laughs> what, 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 what is the what is the endeavor of sport that you uh, that you, you 
participate in? What, what do you? Yeah, I um, I enjoy doing Ironman, um, Ironman training and Ironman racing. So for for people who don't really know, it's um, 3.8 kilometers of swimming, 180 kilometers on a bike, and 42 kilometers run roughly. Uh, so it is quite challenging, um, but also it keeps me. I guess healthy to a degree. Of course. Uh, when, when and why did you start doing that? So I started triathlon in Australia. I never really swam before to come to Australia. And I used to work with a chef called Justin North um, back in Bekas in Sydney. And we just started it as a challenge, I guess. Um, and pretty much both of us on the first swim nearly drowned because we are not swimmers at all. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was a tiny little triathlon, not even an Olympic distance. It was just like a sprint thing. And we just couldn't make it. It was just so hard. And I'm like, never again. And then from there, I finished, you know, first few sprints. Then from sprint, I went to Olympic distance. And I just, you know, keep looking for a challenge. And from Olympic distance, um, Alpha Ironman and Alpha Ironman, uh, full Ironman. And, I guess it's, you know, it takes a long time, you know, out of home. So it's just a balance between home, training and work, obviously, that I need to balance. But I'm a bit of everything or nothing. Mm. Um, so I just enjoy to do so, to do it. And it just keeps my mind fresh and active and, and my body healthy as well. Um, and, you know, I try to, you know, yeah, I just I just really enjoying it. and. I just register for a new one, so well, I just gonna, <laughs> it, it, with your training, do you train when there's an event coming up, or is it something you do every day? Yeah, so it's pretty much something I do every day to a certain degree, uh, six days a week, and I really increase the training, you know, or the program, I guess, of the training when I've got a race. Uh, I see a trainer twice a week already, just to keep the fitness going and then we establish a plan closer to the race i like to do things properly so i like to put my body in the right uh, space and my mind it's a lot of mental when you come to a long distance so it's very important to be um, in a right mindset to be able to achieve those things Um, i did a bit of a break earlier this year and i told myself i will not do any ironman this year Um, my daughter is turning close to six and over the last five years, I've been training and racing a lot. Um, you know, a couple of two or three half Ironman a year, one or two full Ironman a year. So it was a l- pretty much an ongoing commitment over the last five years. And I felt like as my daughter was growing, she kind of really, you know, felt my absence a little bit more. And I started to feel a bit more guilty and wanted to spend more time with her and my wife. Uh, and then couple of months ago or a month ago my my daughter asked me why why are you not racing anymore yeah. and i and i asked her you know i said well you know i want you to spend a bit more time you know with you and, and she's like no daddy you can't quit you need to do another one <laughs> uh so yeah so i register for another half in few months time and i'm looking to go back in nice and race um, another ironman in in june 2020 i think so that's going to be the next big one on our agenda uh, but yeah it will be good fun apart from the physical training and then working in a place like this david do you get to eat whatever you want then or are you quite strict with your diet um i eat a lot pretty much i try to be careful to a degree um 
I think what I try to limit myself the most is more alcohol than food. Uh, I, you know, when I train, I try not to 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 drink any alcohol. Um, obviously, I'm doing the wine list here. I'm quite involved within the wine, within the beers, within the spirits. So I, you know, I do testing every week, every day. Uh, but there is a difference between testing and drinking. Uh, but on my spare time, I try to stay healthy. At work, I try all of the food. I try all of the new dishes. I really get involved with Josh in in making sure we get things right. Um, you know, it's very important to bounce back ideas and work together. And you know, his palette is. Different than mine, my pilot is different as is, and you know it's good to bounce back with each other. So we're really making a point of more of us try to make sure we get the right dish. So I don't limit myself in eating anything at work, uh, but when it comes to home time, maybe a little bit more veggies, maybe a little bit less butter at home, a little bit less, you know. I indulge a little bit less, but from time to time, you know, why not? Mm. Between the restaurant, the family, and the training for the Ironman, uh, what do you do for fun? What do you do to relax? I guess to relax is really much my sport. Is you know, Ironman is really my way of you know getting out of the restaurants. It's it's my you know opportunity not to look to at escape. the phone. Yeah, not yeah. to look at you know my phone, not to look at my computer. It's really my own time when I've got with my own thoughts and you know, I keep going. So you know, like yesterday for example, it was a Wednesday, I was working in the office, but I kind of, you know, went away for two hours two and a half hours, just went on a bike, you know, left my phone and just go, you know, I needed that time to just, you know, think. And then I came back in office, you know, fresh and mm. was able to walk through all day and then all night as well. And that was just, you know, my way to just recharge, recharge and, and yeah. refocus. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and that was, that's very important. Um, I guess, you know, out of fun, it's more spending time with my, my wife and daughter, uh, you know, being able to go in the interland, try to stay active. You know, we want to be active for our daughter as well. Mm. So we always look for opportunity to go on a river here in Nusa or, you know, do something all together, go for a back ride, go for, you know, go and yeah, go and travel and see a few things are wrong, you know, try to, to do something, try to get her out of, you know, home as well, you know. She doesn't, you know, we try not to get her in front of the TV or stuff like that. You know, we really want her to get active and, and do things if, if she wants to. Do you ever envisage a time when you and your family would leave Noosa? I don't know. No, not, you know, not in the short term, definitely not. Um, you know, we, we really settled here in Noosa. We, you know, settled in, in a good way. Uh, you know, I was a bit worried, to be honest, to move in in Noosa at the start. What, uh, why is that? Uh, you know, I always been, I come from London. I mean, I come from France, lived in London, moved to Sydney, then that to a smaller town, Noosa. I've always been very active. I've always been very driven with my work and I was a bit worried that Nusa was going to be too quiet for me, you know. Is it? Um, no, it's not actually. You know, in a in a professional way, yeah. it's not. And in a you know going out way, yes, it is. But it's not what I'm looking for at the moment. You know, I'm, my my focus is on my my work and my family. And to raise a family is just a 
perfect location. Uh, my work keeps me busy. You know, I'm very mentally active with what I do. I've got daily challenges. You know, we have got you know around 60 staff working with us you know we do you know we're very busy restaurant so there is a lot going on all year long so there is no really downtime as such no a little bit from time to time but not really huge downtime um so it's just you know keeping me very busy so i'm very happy with that i'm very happy with our balance with family life perfect location to train um mm. So <laughs> now I can't really picture myself going anywhere. Now it's just, you know, I think news, once you've got your work sorted, Nusa is really, you know, a magical place. And, you know, we're very lucky to call it home. David Joy, General Manager of Ricky's of Noosa, was my guest today. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. If you did, please feel free to share it about on your social media channels. And if you're listening to this podcast uh, via Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify or even Wooshka, I hope you get to rate and review the podcast. Until next time, take care.